and welcome back to Butter With That, a movies podcast hosted by a couple of friends from Philadelphia who all really love movies and talking about them. Um, so, hi everybody. Hi. Hello, hi, Sam. Sam. Hi. How are you all today? Not sick. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. also not dying. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Feeling good as well. <laughs> yeah. Last week took us all by storm. We were all so sick. I was, yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> I needed yeah. a vacation so bad. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you just came back from New Orleans, right? New Orleans, oh, as I was told don't. to pronounce it. I was I got, told I to pronounce it. I got a voodoo doll. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was happy. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad everybody is feeling better. <laughs> I certainly am. Um, so, watch any cool movies this past week or you anything? Know it. Tell us. Um, well, I saw Venom in theaters this weekend. Uh, which was, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, <laughs> oh, no. but I will say that it was a shit ton of fun. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw it with my little sister and her boyfriend because um, they came to visit me this weekend. And like, you know, we were laughing the whole time. Um, Tom Hardy is great. Um, How's yeah. his accent? The accent did not bug me as much as I thought it was. Okay, all right, it good. would uh, the dialogue, however, was oh, real no. atrocious sometimes and like very cringeworthy. But right. I would I like listen, like I don't think it's a good movie. I would watch it several times. <laughs> Perfect. Should I wait till it comes on Netflix? I don't know. I, I had I fun seeing it in the theaters. Like yeah, I had I fun. See it. I thought it was a good like hearing people react in the theater movie (laughs) like that was fun for me so i don't know how much you know about like marvel movies versus like other companies but would you say that this is more of like a sony movie and less marvel even though marvel kind of has the rights to it i mean uh spoiler alert uh you know who of course made a guest appearance in it who is it Mm -hmm. tom holland no, like oh. who makes a guest appearance in Stanley? every? Yes, I'm Tom wrong. Holland's not in the movie. Well, no, I don't know. I, when you say it like that. I don't necessarily think they're trying to make those connections, and I'm fucking fine with that. Okay. Cool. I think like independent movies like are, are a good thing. Um, they're also making like I saw a trailer while I was there for this new Spider-Man movie that's coming out that's yeah. animated, mm-hmm. which Another actually looks really cool. Spider-Man. No, 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 oh, but it's, it's, it's gonna not. Be so good. It's not Peter it's Parker. Spider-Man's at all. from all different realities coming yeah. together yeah and, it's, and it's all different animation and it looks really cool i think i heard that um nicholas cage Gwen? is doing a voice in oh, it nicholas no. cage is spider-man yeah. noir yeah <laughs> yeah right. so i i actually like like i don't care that much about a lot of marvel stuff i'm a little like you know i'm a little oversaturated with that sort of thing but um that seemed a lot of fun so hmm. john mulaney is a uh, spider ham Spider oh, ham. Yeah. There is a spider ham. Yeah, I forgot about that. Connor, I wonder if this means that instead of like Spider Man being like the main antagonist for Venom, it's going to be Carnage instead. Probably. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to watch the movie. Um, Christine, I wanted to tell you something. So I spent my afternoon watching Signs today. What'd you think? Um, you know, I remember going to <laughs> a glowing star. No. <laughs> um, I remember watching it in theaters and being like, "This movie is amazing," and being like s- genuinely scared at certain parts. Watching it back, I was like, "Man, if this was just written by someone else, this movie would be fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> but like, there are some lines That's where I'm pretty like, scathing criticism. Oh. Man, this movie could be great if it was a different director, if you just different didn't writer, touch it. different oh, actors. <laughs> oh, death! I mean, Mel Gibson. No, yeah. I mean, I never want to see Mel Gibson. Really, yeah. you know what's really disappointing? Never mind. We won't get into it. Um, but um, so. 
there were very like the whole movie if you look at the movie like take a step back from it it's very good still very good still holds up like the scary parts you're like yeah it's still kind of scary the early invasion stuff is really good yeah Yeah. oh my god it's it's so good it captures like world invasion from the intimate setting of just like one house and one farm so well like I feel like when I watched that movie Mm. I was like this is for real the entire world is really going to be overtaken by aliens mm. and I'm seeing this all from the perspective of like four or five characters. Yeah, like it's yeah. not overwhelming. It doesn't have to go across yeah. the world. It doesn't have to like be this adventure. It's yeah. all contained within one's like family's perspective. Yeah, and it has like the best potential. I'll say that. The best <laughs> but just potential. You, you, know what I, you know what I can't get over with not science? M. Night. What? The aliens are allergic to water. Why would they come to a planet that's like <laughs> that's two thirds water? Well, I don't know. Maybe they didn't know. Who knows? I don't know, man. There are people I mean, who that's logic. are lactose don't intolerant and still eat cheese and stuff. That's you true. know, like they still just... live on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think one of the most effective scares is when they're watching the news coverage of the kids' birthday party. Yes. Oh, and that's you see so that footage, great. and yeah. then you see that alien walking by in the background. I jumped. It was I remember. So, yeah. Great. So, so good. good. It so was good. still so good. There's a I'll good. There's such a good pause there. Like even rewatching, it, you're kind of like, right. oh wait, when, when's it gonna? It, it, it just mm-hmm. it yeah. swoops with its arms and then it just turns and looks at the camera and you're just like, God, this is yeah. yeah. And you know, I really appreciated like how they did blend in with their surroundings more than I think I noticed in the past. Mm-hmm. Like even at one part where <laughs> spoilers, um, when the alien is holding the son, whatever his name is, like Morgan, um, and like his hand he's wearing a plaid shirt and the alien's hand is like somewhat plaid. I was like, that's good attention to detail. But like the writing the dialogue was just shit. Absolute shit. Um, so, anyway, just thought I'd let you know about that. I saw a famous movie for the first time. Oh. Psycho. What? For the oh. first time? So okay. I've seen <laughs> I've seen most of <laughs> Psycho me. in clips and classes and whatnot, but I've never actually sat down. So good. And, like, watched it from beginning to end, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad Correct. to hear that. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, it's one of my favorites. There's this author. Her name is, I want to get this right, Jennifer McMahon, who wrote a book called, I don't know. But it's it's sort of like based around <laughs> Psycho. And it was so good. It was so good. Like, she's an incredible author when you just want something, like, quick. And that's really good and suspenseful. And so I think, like, that's why I build that connection with that movie because I love it so much. But I'm happy you saw it. And you liked it. I did like it. Cool. And oh, Anthony Perkins' oh performance is so good. Incredible. I really want to see the um, the other ones now. Also, mm. the sequels. He's in all of them. There were sequels. He's in all of them, man. There's four total. For as much as I love that movie. And the Vince Vaughn reboot. No. He, yes. Also, it's pretty that. bad. It's I've never bad. heard of the Vince Vaughn reboot. Yeah, I can't. It's a rough I watch. can't <laughs> live that life. I can't live that life. Well, anyway, thanks so much, everybody. So, um, for our unfocused group, what we've been doing since it's the month of Halloween, not only have we been talking about important horror films to us, but we've also been talking about or actually asking some questions, um, more questions than we've asked previously. So, we're asking like three or four questions for our unfocused group. So, why don't we get to it? All right. First question is, um, name a horror movie that frightens you. Mm. So, frightens you. 
The visit was pretty frightening. Interesting. <laughs> the diaper. So I saw, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but I saw the visit probably a couple weeks after we recorded, and it's pretty scary and pretty good. The diaper in the face, I even though I knew about it, was not prepared. Hmm. We've already discussed this, but Mothman Prophecy scares me. <laughs> yeah. Another oh, movie that really always scared me was The Others. Oh, pretty creepy. Which yeah. was, I just watched that for the first yeah. time, like, last week. Um, huh. I loved it. Yeah. Um... That's hard. I think, I feel like one that still totally gets to me now is The Descent. Mm, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's real good. We should definitely watch it. Like monsters meets claustrophobia. Yeah, just like a whole combination of stuff that I'm like, I don't really like any of this. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Alien. Mm. Um, (laughs) Never seen. There's there's a pop scare in that movie that... I can't count the number of times I've seen Alien all the way through, but every time it comes up, uh, I know it's coming. I know the buildup, but I never get the timing right or something like that, mm-hmm. and every time I'm startled, and it's really great. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love that. In anticipation, you feel like you can time your, or like know your own reaction to a movie, and then you're like, oh, God. It's like, I know I'll be God scared. Damn, they got me about, again. <laughs> I don't know, four, se- oh, shit, there it is. <laughs> Um, my answer to this, I'm sort of embarrassed about, um, but it's the first Paranormal Activity. That mm. movie actually yes. fucked me up. Yes. For, like, I, there was mm-hmm. one time where... The second one fucked me up, too. Yeah, I actually drove myself into a panic attack because of that movie. <laughs> like, Whoa. seriously, I locked myself out of the bathroom. My parents were in Louisiana. They were, I was home by myself. My and parents it was, were away, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Damn. I, like, like, genuinely couldn't breathe. It was nuts. But, yeah. So that movie did it for me. That yep. was interesting. Yeah, my mom texted me while I was in the movie and just said, "By the way, we're sleeping over my boyfriend's house. Like you, like my my sisters, her, and they took the dog. And so there was literally <laughs> no one in my oh. house." <laughs> well, see, oh. in that movie, you can't be like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm not like in a cave with monsters," or "Thank goodness, right. I'm not in like a creaky old like three hundred year old house. This is just." A regular old house. Not even an old house. It's just some shitty house in California. Go outside, yeah. though. Yeah. Just. Yeah. But they do go outside. Do and they? And it follows them. Oh, that's right? horrifying. Because they, like, okay, move. Okay, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's some shit Is that there. first one where the, it, like, rocks the cradle? The, no. The, no that's there's no one. babies in the first one. Got it. And, um, but, but, so they have, like, a, a, an what is that? An attic access mm. in the closet. And my closet growing up had that. <laughs> so like, oh, it was, it was terrible. Mm. It was terrible. Mm. All right, nope. everybody. So <laughs> moving on from that really <laughs> horrifying memory. Um, what creature would you want to turn into? Ooh. Ooh. This is horror specific or? I mean, Tori, thoughts? You wrote it. I, I would think so. Like a, you know, like a creepy creature. <laughs> I have an answer, and it's based on Tori, the movie that you showed for your um, Chill and Kill? Kill and Chill. Uh, chill and Kill, yes. Okay. Um, so Tori showed Trick or Treat, and there's this one scene. I guess I can spoil it. I mean, people can watch it. But one of the main characters, actually a group of main characters, turn into a werewolf in, like, the best way possible. Yeah. I was like, yo, let's kick ass. So that's my answer. Werewolf. Yep, nice. werewolf. What jumped into my head was one of the giant spiders from Harry Potter. Oh, They're pretty terrifying. Dare you. I thought that'd be a fun to be a giant. Acromantulas. I think it'd be a, fun to be a giant spider in the woods. 
So I, I also just Ew, watched Connor. all of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and in Return of the King, there's that scene with the giant ass spider. That was nasty. What, Shelob? Whatever her name yes. is. Oh, is she's in she? the video games. Cool. Great. My sister actually just, uh, my six-year-old sister just watched all the Harry Potter movies and got the Lego version of the spider, and she's really excited about it. And my dad's like, look at it. And I'm like, no. That's what I'm you good. burn. You burn yeah, it. burn it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to throw it back to uh, a previous episode. I'm going to say a Slither monster. Yes. <laughs> did you watch wow, it? Dave. I did. And uh, they do seem pretty cute. And uh, there's <laughs> so also. you want to be one of the cute ones. Yeah, sure. Okay. And, Connor, and it's Connor also style. an alien that gets to find love, which is, uh, or at least tries to. And, uh, you know, wh- what else could he hope for as, did a, you like as the a movie? creature? Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked that. I did enjoy it. Nice. Um, I, I'm going to say Loch Ness Monster because um, <laughs> yes. that's my favorite thing in the world. Nessie. So. Good old Nessie. Nessie. Good old Nessie. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to make a Twilight reference, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I won't do it. I won't do <laughs> it, but I want to. <laughs> uh, Christine? Um, I feel like I would love to be one of the large-eared, fluffy characters from the labyrinth they aren't really that cre- some of them are creepy oh, I, yeah. I don't know what their names are but you want to be a jim gray. henson like i would love to be a jim Aww. henson a frightening um, muppet fr- yeah just a creepy um i'm thinking about i don't know whether they're um david bowie's sidekicks in the labyrinth but they're gray and they're kind of fluffy and have big ears and long fingers and are kind of creepy can i change my answer sure i want to be a gremlin Oh, oh nice. yeah. Wait, you, before or after? Both. Okay. <laughs> it's now correct me if I'm wrong. So, eating after midnight is what turns them into the little the mogways or whatever they're called into gremlins. Um, or yeah. is it water? I think it's that, it's and then they water. multiply through water. Yeah, okay. they right. start, Got it. It's like popcorn. That's how they basically give birth, right? That's right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Oh, shit. God, just wait okay. for that um, dark, gritty reboot to come in a couple years. Oh, my God. With an old man. Gritty. What's his name? The guy, the main kid. Connor, we talked about this. <laughs> yes. Gritty strikes back. Great. That's your gritty limit for this episode. I didn't even bring it up. Your grimmit. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go kill myself. Now it's got a name. Um, it's going to keep coming up. <laughs> Find your grimmit. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, I put this question on the side because it has so much to do with what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so what horror stereotype would you be in a movie? <laughs> I'd probably be the one that dies first. This kind of ties in nicely to the um, question last week about who, like, what would your death? Yeah. That question was so good. Mm, that okay, was a good so one. Yeah. You're dying. I just first, take Christine. a wrong turn. I like just don't cool. do what I need to do. I'm dead. <laughs> I think I'm I'm there. All right. I don't know. I feel like that's really tough. I'm I mean, you know, I'm probably the fucking nerdy one. Or <laughs> I don't know. I or the nerdy one or like the one that's like like drunk at a party or something and like I don't I know. I think you would be the final girl. Remember how we talked about that? You think so? Yeah, I do. I think you could be the final girl. Yeah. You've seen enough. Oh, you, thanks, you guys. You know the horror movie yeah. format I, to escape. I'm so mm. honored. You'd be like, I know this scenario. Yeah, you'd be self-aware. Yeah. You guys you would like, make me cry. You would get one <laughs> up on the killer because you know so much. You'd be like, oh, he's not expecting this. Oh, fuck you. I know he can't swim. Yeah. I right, am exactly. very good at Clue. Just saying. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, 
the stoner character, probably, I suppose. The like, you know, the one that's kinda <laughs> high and just like not taking things seriously, but then is like slain as a some sort of weird horror movie morals punishment. Mm. Oh, all right. And I uh I guess would learn my lesson. Or not. I don't know. Like you get stabbed and like the weed smoke is like coming out of you or something. <laughs> yeah. And then I uh and then it's like a scary movie and I try to hit it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think I'd be the one who's trying to convince everybody that the threat's real. If that makes sense, that character. All right. The alarmist. Mm. The alarmist. Everyone's like, you're crazy. Can you give us an example? Oh, God. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The great stereotype. Cool. (laughs) Um, I think that I would be, like, the best friend of the main character who either bites it real early or, um, like we said before, dies in like a really heroic way. Oh, right. You're yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you yeah. help. So you help Tori's final girl survive. Yeah. How about that? Oh, Tori. You're welcome. <laughs> Sam, I don't want you to die for me. I'm sorry. I'm eating a hoagie, but also I don't want you to die for me. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. And take the decision out of your hands. All right, everybody. Well, um, that was unfocused group. I thought that was really fun. Um, so to kind of tie up our important horror movies i decided to pick the babysitter so this is a netflix original i believe and i think it came out in 2017 that sounds right yeah right cool um so this seems like a controversial pick because a couple episodes previously i said i don't like comedy movies i don't like movies whose main focus is to be funny and yet i picked like a horror comedy so i just want to like get this out in the open (laughs) since it's like been eating me alive i humans tweet us about it i know humans no it's my fault because i texted sam like wait a minute and i was like (laughs) oh fuck um but okay here's the difference if a movie like done by what's his face, Will Ferrell, I'm never going to find that funny because I, first of all, I don't like Will Ferrell. I don't find him funny whatsoever. But if like a movie's only purpose is to be funny, I'm just not going to like it. However, if there's like an, another goal, I'm going to enjoy it. So like the babysitter is peak comedy for me. Like I watched it thinking that I was going to hate it and I fucking loved it. Cause I thought it was so funny and so gory and great. Um, so movies that do that serve more than one purpose thoughts. Okay. Is Have that- you seen a uh, cabin fever? Pancakes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Christine has. <laughs> well, since I have no frame of reference for that, uh, absolutely. Wait a minute, but is um, Ryder Strong, yes. is he in it? Uh, yeah. I think I saw it many eons ago. You might like that movie. Oh, yeah? It's no. kind of like a horror comedy. Is there like a rabbit in it at any point? Maybe. <clears throat> it's more just like people with a flesh-eating virus. Oh, cool. All right. I'll give it another go. I think I was probably like 14. How? When did that come out? Um, that was probably like, I don't know, maybe like 2000, I don't know, 2005, maybe oh, something so like that. 14. Yeah. There you go. Hey, yeah, if we fun. both remember that <laughs> at that point, <laughs> then it clearly has to be right. 2003. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I was 12. So that might be why my sense of humor didn't develop just yet. 2002. I lied. Sorry. Oh Do you God. know Eli Roth 11. is in that movie? It's going to be like 1999 in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's, uh, he's the wayward hitchhiker. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Who is that? 
Uh, Eli Roth, have you seen um, Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. He plays the bear Jew. The bear. The and also directed the uh, Hostel and... Uh, oh, that yeah, he's a Hostel. crazy like horror director and stuff. Did he direct Green Inferno, The Cannibal? Oh, I believe he directed Cabin Fever, actually. Yep, Knock Knock, bunch of other stuff. Oh, oh The House uh, with the Clock in Its Walls that's coming out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Not a horror movie. Right. Um, cool. But yeah, you know. Um, well, great. So I will definitely check <laughs> that movie out. Um, so now that we have that in the air, <laughs> great. We're going to move on. Um, so like I said, my choice is The Babysitter. So this week, Christine watched the movie Tori... What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? What, what did I do? Um, I watched the trailer, but I have seen this movie in the past. Okay. And then, Connor, you read the I read reviews. the reviews, but I've not seen the movie. I actually thought of watching it, but I wanted to hold off. Well, smart. All right. So, uh, the way this works is, uh, Connor, you're... No, Tori's... Who's going to go Yo, first? Yo, it's me. Okay. Hey. Tori's going to go first, so tell us your thoughts of the trailer. Um, so basically the trailer is just like the Netflix one. So if you watch anything like Netflix, cause it's a Netflix original. Um, so, you know, it just like starts playing as soon as you open Netflix. And so that's like how I found out about it. Cause I was just like, oh, it immediately just popped up on my, my app when I put it on. Um, Those things are so, I'm so sorry to pause, but irritate me so oh much. Oh my God, it it's the worst. I will not watch Ozark. I'm sorry, Netflix. <laughs> Leave me alone. not do it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Fuck you, sorry. Jason And Bateman. I feel like I can't oh, ever I like pause him. long enough for it to start playing because it bugs me when it does, so I just have to keep going really fast mm-hmm. until I find Some one I want to watch. Easy, like, yeah, scrolling yeah. maneuvers yeah. to get note, rid Netflix. of it. Take note, Netflix. Yeah, dear Netflix, fucking stop. Leave me alone. Continue. Um, sorry, Tori. <laughs> so, so yeah that's that's the trailer so it's just like the Netflix one um, so I've seen it several times and I mean I think it sets up exactly what the movie is very quickly you know that it's a horror comedy very quickly um, it does like you're just like oh like this kid is um, his parents are away for the weekend and he's gonna hang out with his babysitter who he's had as a babysitter for however much time and they're having a good time and then all of a sudden shit goes down and um, I they I feel like they showed actually a lot of the I guess highlights of the movie as far as like the the shit that ends up going down, um, like they show like the first guy that gets killed who just mm-hmm. gets like stabbed in the head. Oh, um, the sacrifice Samuel. Yeah, the sac- glass. <laughs> yeah, like plaque thing that goes right through his. Dick. Oh no 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 no. Oh. Oh no! First yeah, the first one just like straight through the head. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they also show uh, the girl who gets shot in the tit. Bella Thorne. Yeah, yep. that's really funny. Uh, yep. And also one of my favorite parts is when the kid is unconscious and he's like waking up after they've like tied him to a chair. Uh-huh. And the one guy, like the the jock type, Robbie has a Amell, shirt off. Who I absolutely love. Yeah, he has a shirt off. He just goes why aren't you wearing a shirt? And everyone else is like, that's the that's first, first question point? you have <laughs> after all this other stuff has happened. That's the first thing you have. Um, but yeah, I think the trailer makes it seem super fun. Uh, the music for the trailer was really good. Um, yeah. I mean, like I already saw it, but I think like, because I saw the trailer initially, that's why I wanted to watch it. Cause I was like, yeah, this seems like it'd just be a fun thing to, to watch, but yeah. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Connor, tell us what the reviews are saying. So these reviews were really fun to read. Great. Um, like the bottom line is that most people thought the movie was like fun. 
Uh, a lot of reviews mentioned how it was a, like a crisp 80, 90 minutes and knew what it was trying to do, was not trying to be this kind of like grand epic tale, morality kind of whatever, just like a fun, gory kind of like easy to watch and fun kind of horror movie. But this kind of reminded me of talking about the Slither reviews of how people, this is like not up their alley, mm-hmm. absolutely hated this movie and I have a really great um, review that somebody hated Uh, this is on Rotten Tomatoes a user review out of all of the trite 80s nostalgia circle jerks that have (laughs) materialized in the 21st century uh, 21st century film this is by far the most annoying pandering and unrealistic one the babysitter is the plagiarized dumpster fire that no (laughs) one needs to see worst film of all time Hayden that's incredible. Oh, so, I don't five star is that such review. a great way to oh, describe God. something. So I think this movie, you know, and the, reading the reviews, most of the there were actually only eighteen reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, um, critical reviews, and none of them were from like established people. There were like one from this guy from Singapore that I guess writes for this newspaper, uh, and it had a seventy-two percent on Rotten Tomato. Um, so it's not certified fresh, but it's like a you know rated yeah. good, but an average rating of five point five out of ten on on Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Um, wow. So it's really that average rating that you want to look for because out of the eighteen reviews, only thirteen gave it higher than a five. Wow, which is still fresh according to mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. And then I looked up uh, Crazy Rich uh, Crazy Rich Asians just to kind of compare. That has a ninety two percent. On Rotten Tomatoes and 7.6 out of 10 out of almost 300 reviews. Wow. Weird, because mm. those movies are so similar. <laughs> yeah, a lot of overlap. Well, in the... terms of just like the number of just how Rotten Tomatoes, that percentage doesn't really yeah. mean a yeah, whole lot. Yeah, sure. So like 5.5 out of 10 out of 18 people is like. Now, do you feel like like the middle of the ground bad reviews still made it seem like it might be fun? Because I feel like you can still give it that middle of the ground review and be like, yeah, like, you know, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed watching it. I think it's like, you know, kind of like what Venom was like a little bit. I wonder what that reviewer's expectations were. They said unrealistic. Were they wanting realism out of this <laughs> horror comedy? That's do- definitely not what they advertise. Uh, so like, I, yeah, I, I think that person went in uh, not fully understanding what they were getting themselves yeah. into. Not to discredit their opinion, but I think uh, one critical review that I liked was um, said there are a few good pop culture gags here, but it is a strong, but it is the strong central performances of Samantha Weaving as the hottie Lewis is the nerd that elevate this to more than just an exercise and ironic B movie making. So I think a lot of people critical and just consumer reviews really um, out of the cast as really making this a really fun movie. And so I think, uh, and this also brings up another question I had about, do we review Netflix movies easier than movies we pay for to see in a theater? Oh, that's a fascinating I don't question. know if this is a rabbit hole we want to go down this episode, but yeah. definitely this idea of um, the movie that I always think of is uh, 10, was it, uh, not 10 Cloverfield Lane, the Paradox, Clo- Cloverfield Clo- Paradox. I, I saw really that movie on Netflix while eating a burrito, and I had a great time <laughs> doing it. If I paid to see it in theaters, yeah. I probably would have been like, wow, that was a waste of 20 plus dollars if you count Ubering there, sure. popcorn, this. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are like, yeah, Netflix movie, this is fun, good cast, good gore. Had a good, you know, 80, 90 minutes. Which also means that, like, I mean, I guess that makes sense that why there aren't, like, a ton of reviews for said movie. Yeah. 
because people aren't necessarily like, you know, the top critics aren't just like, oh, let me turn on Netflix tonight and like figure out what I'm going to review. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see how many crit- quote unquote critics review Netflix movies in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. be interesting to look that up. So the reviews definitely were like mostly positive, but definitely this question. Another question, you know, is like how much nostalgia is like too much nostalgia. There were some, like, elements of, of it I really like, and I hope, like, when you guys talk a little bit more that you bring some of them up. Because there's, like, one particular, like, thing that comes up at the beginning, and then they go back to it at the end that I, like, totally dug. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks, Connor, for... Do you want to say any more about the reviews? I just had... I just found this really great negative review. Where was it? Uh... <clears throat> I gave this movie half a star because I did enjoy the wallpaper in the main house. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the movie, on the other hand, was not good. I was bored and freaked out. Although Robbie was... Bored and freaked out? <laughs> bored, Explain. Bored and freaked out, although Robbie, Robbie was ML. looking sexy as always. True. True, but he's so funny. What else is he in? Um, so I think he has some guest spots on um, the CW's The Flash, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's Stephen Amell's brother, who's the no, Green No, they're cousins. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't come at me, Connor. Um, <laughs> no, I only know this because I do love Robbie Amell so much, but he was also in this movie called The Duff, which was produced by Mick G, who is the director of this one. And honestly, I went into The Duff being like, oh, this is going to be shitty. Fucking funny as all hell. So I had high hopes for this film. Um, so this was my choice for an important horror movie to me because it does have the comedy elements. And I think that there are some parts where it like perfectly describes my sense of humor like there's one scene where so something that happens in the beginning um the the main character i can't remember his name um christine do you anybody remember what his oh, name i was? did not write I his don't. name down well whatever um so we'll just call him josh because looks like a josh yeah um shout out to our friend josh but anyway um so josh is um it's late at night. He's ready to go to bed. He um, goes into his parents' room, and the father is watching Mad Men. Um, <laughs> and, and there's, like, this weird go-between. And the father's like, eh, it's too deep for you. Like, we'll watch it when you're older. Um, and then, like, at the end of the movie, uh, Josh makes a reference to Mad Men. And the babysitter, who ends up being the, like the biggest villain of the film but one of them um she's like did you just ruin mad men for me which is just like so funny i love those callbacks so that's why i picked this movie and the overall plot of this film which i don't know if we've gotten to but so josh's parents go away for the weekend the babysitter comes in and they have a really great relationship it sounds like and um that night the babysitter has her friends come over and they perform this sacrifice and it's to give them like success or whatever they wanted um but they do it like right in the kids living room dining room so it's um and it progresses from there so and he's supposed to be tucked up in bed asleep. yeah oh, so he's not invited yes, no he's not invited. Cole. cole sure Cole, Josh, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some questions for everyone here, but first I want to hear from Christine. So, Christine, what did you think of the film? Yeah, um, I thought it was a fun ride, definitely. I, one of the first notes I wrote was like, this is Home Alone meets kind of a scary movie vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's so meets, oh, man, like, that's so good. a Taylor Swift music video if Taylor Swift was making sacrifices, like, 
to the devil. Um, <laughs> and I thought, like, I like the Mad Men example because something that the movie does really well is takes these, or goes on these tangents that are funny, don't necessarily, like, keep the plot moving, but are just funny little uh, sort of diverging thoughts. Like, at the beginning, he's having this conversation with... Um, his best friend, and they're both being wait. They're both waiting to get picked up from school, and the best friend is like thinking about the Mayflower, and she goes, "Can you believe only one baby was born on the Mayflower? He didn't even have a nationality, just a citizen of the sea, I guess." And they're just like, <laughs> just this dialogue is just funny and random, and just again progresses the plot in no way but are just funny little uh little gems throughout so definitely fun I, and i think that one of my favorite aspects of the movie was samara weaving's performance yeah, which i think because the whole idea of the movie is to, to sort of make a play or, uh, on horror movie stereotypes or archetypes i should say and hers I think she saves the, her character from being this sort of like weird sort of male fantasy thing by her performance in being ex so effortlessly um, fun and cool. And uh, it, it, pre it prevents her, her performance, I think, grounds the character and makes you kind of want to also root for her because you kind of are having fun with her mm -hmm. and it makes her less this like object of desire and sort of a weird product of like like male gaze in like horror movies and so mm -hmm. I thought Samara Weaving was a pleasure to watch and I hope I see her in other movies like coming in the future cool um gosh there was something you brought up that I wanted to go back to and I totally forgot oh no I uh, so you hit on basically my, my big question, which is I feel like this movie and what it does best is it rejects expectations and stereotypes. So you brought up that conversation about Cole and his best friend having that conversation about the Mayflower. But that conversation continues and they talk about the best friend character, her parents' divorce. And it's so the understanding that they both have is so deep that for me, it shows that like, hey, people who think that children don't understand like big, like huge emotions and like big things happening in life are totally wrong because children can understand these things. Like, I don't know how old these kids are. They're like 14. But like you see this so often, especially in like the work that we do. It's like, well, kids can't handle really big concepts like that. Like, no, you're actually wrong. Like they can. And so like that's what prompted me to be like, wow, this movie really does reject stereotypes. And then you see it over and over and over again. So I, I wonder if you feel the same. And then um, my question for the larger group, once Christine's kind of had her say, is um, does that then because become its own trope and stereotype, rejecting the original narrative? So what are your thoughts, Christine? I, I think that... I was still trying to wrestle with how I viewed the other characters mm -hmm. um, that were uh, the, what's the babysitter's name? B. B. Yes. Um, her, the team that B assembles to carry out this devil sacrifice or whatever. Um, I think that 
the writing for the other characters could have been better. And I wish I had some good examples to, to support this. Um, I think I get what you mean, though. Like, I feel like at least some of them, maybe they were trying to not be stereotypical, but still kind of were. Like, there was, like, the dumb cheerleader. And then there was also, like, the jock. And, like they still fall into those same types of stereotypes and maybe they divert here and there, but overall I still feel like the point was the same as it is in like a lot of other movies. They seemed, yeah, they seemed caricature-ish, but without that underlying, like understanding that the viewers like, oh, this is a comment on mm. how these are stereotypes and caricatures that you see in other horror movies. I, I just... I didn't see that second layer in the way that they interacted with each other and the way they inter interacted with Cole. Mm. Um, That's so I, I In the way I saw some um, B's character. And maybe it's more, it's the fact that we knew more about her character and saw her, her relationship with Cole and things like that. Yeah. Connor, what? So is this, who's familiar with Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. 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 Is this mm -hmm. trying to be like to the point of like parodying? Like that movie is like clear a parody of. See, I didn't movies. really get that from Cabin in the Woods. I think so Cabin I'm in the Woods the is smarter than this movie is. I think this is a good movie. I think Cabin in the Woods is very, very smart in how they do that. So they're trying it's to kind of like of... a meta critique of the entire genre. Yeah, Cabin absolutely. Yeah, which Whereas I don't think I don't this think was trying that... to get this. Yeah. Deep. Got it. Mm -mm. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's so fascinating that we have completely different opinions on this because like I see, so let's take Robbie Amell's character, which I have no idea what his name is, but so he's the jock, right? But first of all, he's the center of the female gaze. Whereas you would have the cheerleader be that. And she's not, mm. she's not at all really. Um, in fact, like she gets shot in the boob and like they say that, um, she's like, oh, I'm never, who's going to want a motorboat? My tits now. That's like, so like, interesting. You say that he's like a counterpart to yeah, either what the cheerleader would kind of the dumb slut what B type. would be the type but also like she almost survives to the very end and like she makes one last effort she like pulls something very smart over on Cole which she's like come on we'll just do this together like I, I wasn't a part of this I didn't really want this and now my life is fucking ruined let's just go and B actually shoots her so like I would say that she's pretty clever even though like she waits to the very end to make her move but like to go back to the jock character so he's fucking crazy he actually says in the movie I'm just here because I wanted to kill somebody right like that's so <laughs> insane and and so like maybe I see your point where he's like still like meathead ish and like is really <laughs> one goal oriented but in a way that's just like really absurd and the fact that like I don't really give a shit about playing football. I don't really give a shit about my future. I just wanted to be here and kill somebody. I do feel like though if you watch more like like 80s horror movies and like slasher movies like that, so many of those jock meathead types kind of do border on that like psychopathic line, which is why I didn't feel like this was totally different than that. Hmm. So maybe I guess like if you have like a very basic knowledge of horror movies like me, maybe that's why you can. Yeah, I mean, I just feel way. like you see that in a lot of like those like, you know, the jocks like who are really like, like getting on like the nerds and stuff in those movies. Like some of the shit they do, you're like, oh, this is like some real sadistic shit. And you they're, know? Always, they're always really quick to violence. Yeah, super yeah. quick to violence. Yeah. And, and I think like maybe he was like a little bit more like blatant about it like yeah I want to kill someone like you don't necessarily hear most of them do that but they do have acts hmm. that kind of are the same mm. 
And those are like the main character jocks. Because I, I would, yeah, I would include him in like the main characters, even though he's not like B or Cole. I think he was one of the more main ones, I think, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that doesn't he have like a his death scene is like when he gets hung. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what is their what is Cole's confrontation with him? Oh, because I feel like that was actually a pretty good scene. And I, I can't really remember. Can you give me the details about his final confrontation? Yeah, actually, Cole? like the, his relationship with Cole is just fucking funny. So it is really good. Yeah. So like he's trying to kill Cole and he's like, you think you can outrun me? Like, oh, you're joking. You're joking. But then so like Cole is introduced as a character who is picked on a lot by his fellow classmates. And so the big bully shows up and he starts egging Cole's house and um oh that was really good Robbie Amell's character is like you're just gonna let him do that no you need to stand up for yourself so in the middle of him trying to kill Cole he's like no go out and confront this bully which is like that's so fucking funny I really loved that part oh my god he was great his acting was fantastic in it yeah in case you can't tell I really love Robbie Amell but uh, go ahead Connor well so what's sort of the driving force force of this movie is it boy tries to stop murderous teens like is that i think it's boy tries to survive this hellish landscape that he suddenly finds himself in what do you guys think about that i mean he does initially go for like oh this is fucked this is fucked i need to like get a hold of the cops and stuff you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like yeah i mean i feel like he was trying to be smart about the whole thing but then yeah like it's it's basically just like okay the cops came. That they didn't work out super them. great. <laughs> they killed so, the cops. Yeah, now yeah. I just got to do whatever I got to do to get through the night. Uh huh. Yeah. With yeah. this overarching, uh, tra- he kind of goes through a transformation. He's very afraid. Sam was talking about the beginning. He's like very afraid of a lot of things at the beginning. He's afraid of sh- like getting his shots. Mm. Uh, afraid of like heights, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. There was a great scene with the doctor in the like the yeah. opening scene. Him trying to. Um, you know, get a flu vaccination or something like that. Um, and then so through these trials and tribulations, he's, you know, gaining more confidence and strength and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's a tale about, like, survival. Yeah, I think it becomes that. Like, I guess overcoming your fears and, yeah. And, and recognizing that someone you love... Um, can be a bad person sometimes and do bad things. Yeah. And, like, confronting that. That's kind of dealing with that, like, betrayal at, like, a very early age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they try to kill him because he sees what's happening? So in the beginning, they just want his blood um, for the part of the sacrifice. So that's why they do it in his home. Yeah, because they need blood of the innocent. But then B knows that he saw something more and because he saw it and he called the cops they're like no this kid has to die mm. and so they try to kill him because of that that's not sad eh, funny <laughs> <laughs> um so any other thoughts about like um like rewriting tropes or stereotypes for this what we were talking about because then my other question is does like trying to flip the narrative on its head become another trope that I feel like common movies or like like movies now are trying to do where it's like I'm going against the grain so much it becomes stereotypical 
I, I mean, I, yeah. I definitely okay, felt that way with like Deadpool 2. Okay, I didn't see which that. Which it kind of felt like Deadpool 1 is a sort of great, like, small budgeted. I mean, say small, it's like million dollar budget, but like, <laughs> sure. this, this idea of just like, what can we do that like Marvel isn't doing? Like, what, how far can we push this genre, make it R-rated, self-referential? And I just felt like Deadpool 2 was kind of just, like, more of the same story, more of the same kind of, like, tropes that they were trying to do. So when you asked if, like, can this become, tr- you know, like, cliched of trying right. to, like, be too referential, um, that movie just popped in my mind. Because it's like, wow, you're doing the same thing, and this is a fun ride, but it's not as inventive, I guess, as as the first one. Okay. I guess maybe it, when it becomes apparent that's your intention, like if it mm. becomes referential of the original thing that you're anti-troping, uh, then it becomes very clear that it's originally rooted in something that is cliche, uh, even if it goes in the opposite direction. So like uh, by contrast, like movies that are able to break those standards without necessarily addressing them, uh, I think probably translate in a more seemingly original way than do those that call attention to the tropes they're subverting. Okay. I did if that feel, makes sense. Yeah, I felt like the tone of this movie made me think of, like, Scary Movie, which was, sure. like, all, you know, plays yeah, on, yeah, horror movie, um, you know, characters and horror movie tropes. What I thought was more enjoyable about this movie than, like, the whole Scary Movie franchise was a lot, but, like, um, more <laughs> just, like, other pop culture references. Oh, like yeah, the Mad Men ton. reference. Just kept it light, kept it fun, that it didn't seem like it was extremely heavy-handedly recycling a lot of the same yeah. material. Like, I mean, I just, I haven't watched the Scary Movies in a while, but, like, those were kind of just gross out and... First yeah. one's still pretty good. Okay, yeah, I do think that one lost opportunity, for some reason I felt, the scene with the bully yeah. egging the house, yeah. I wanted them to team up so bad and defeat the teenage, like, sacrifice mm-hmm. people. Because, and I was just thinking this more because... The other performance that I loved second to Samara Weaving's was the bully character. <laughs> yeah, so it was really good. Funny. And his name like Jonas or Jonah or something. Yeah. He was he, good. He was yeah. so enjoyable to watch. And then I was like, ooh, this would be such a great moment when you see. So it's like Cole has just already gone through a ton. He's outside the house. He's fearing for his life. The jock is about to find him. And then who rolls up but... Yeah. Um, Jonah. And you're like, oh, this is his one opportunity to have like a battle buddy. Yeah. And then like Jonah's like basically doesn't believe him or is like, oh, that that sucks. This ordeal sucks for you. I'm going to leave. But I just, oh, I just wanted that moment where they were actually, it was like Jeremy. they were going to team up. <laughs> Jeremy and Cole, still young, still so vibrant kids uh-huh. battling annoying teenagers or 35 year olds that are supposed to be teenagers. (laughs) That's very, that's very John Hughes of you. Cause I feel like that is very much like, ah, yes. Teaming up with the bully is like in that vein. So like if this movie has been on like 
rewriting stereotypes. I thought you meant the annoying. age thing, and I was like, dude, that's every. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is every one of those. <laughs> no, I didn't. But yeah, so if they're like, if they're trying to go against the grain here, so mm. maybe that's a conscious choice. But I want to like piggyback off of something else you said, which is like, this feels like a movie that is very aware of its place in the universe with other movies. So like it did talk about Mad Men, which is not a movie, but it also, so once again, Robbie Amell said, what's in the box when they brought out oh, a yeah, box, yeah, like yeah, they yeah, were yeah, referencing yeah. Seven. seven. So like it was so, <laughs> it was like a love letter to like different types it, of yeah. movies a bit, mm. you know? Yeah. There's it's also the, uh, when they're, like, the picking box. their teams, like, to battle, yeah. like, aliens. I love that part, and I love when they come back to it later on, too. Yeah, and that's so much, like, Scott Pilgrim, which I love that movie yeah, so much. Yeah, you're right. I didn't so, even think about that. Yeah. yeah. It definitely seemed like a movie that would have been so much fun to write. Yeah. Just, like, sitting at a writing table and just, like, throwing out great one-liners, mm-hmm. like, like the the names that Colin, or... Cole gets Cole. Cole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always like, hey, colonoscopy, how's it hanging? And so it would just been fun to just like come up with a bunch of great one-liners, great references, and I think that was what made this movie a lot of fun. It kind of feels like when we talked about Slither, like it seems like these people probably had a shit ton of fun making the movie. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Cool. Does anybody think there were too many references? Like, what would maybe could you maybe see how somebody in a rev- like watching the movie could feel like it was a bit exhausting? All the references. It felt very self-aware I, yeah, to me. At I, least. I feel like it. I mean, I started just when I was watching it and taking notes. I just started writing quotes down because I'm like, this is so funny. So it definitely didn't feel that way for me. But like, I think that that's totally valid if people did feel that way. Yeah. Your opinion is unbalanced. Your opinion sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so anything else about the babysitter that we want to bring up that we didn't get to? Tori, you said you had some stuff that you wanted us to get oh, to. Oh, that was that was the thing, like the uh, the sci-fi teams oh, okay, of who you'd want. Just because like, mm-hmm. I, I got really excited, and I was like, that'd be a fun game just to play with people. Yeah, oh my god. Um, maybe that should be one of our light version things. that down. Um... But one thing I, I just wanted to say that what's interesting is we're kind of wrapping up our month. I mean, we still have Dave's, which will, uh, you know, be happening pretty soon. But uh, it was interesting that people picked more modern ones than I expected because oh. I kind of, I mean, mine was not like a horror movie classic <laughs> by any means. <laughs> but it was it was well. interesting that no one really like went like the, oh, like these are like the important in general horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I think we did a good job of like making that distinction, but I still kind of thought like people were going to end up in those niches and that just didn't happen, which like I think is, is kind of cool that like, it seems like everyone picked very different movies that like are kind of off the cuff, which I, I dug a lot. Yeah. 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 It almost makes you wonder if like, if our picks are really representational of just exactly where we are in our timelines. So like if we are, if we are picking like psycho or any of the other classics, um, you know, that was because like of the time we were growing up. I mean, they, they can be classics now and that, that of course is so, but will any of the movies that we talked about be classics in 10 years and 15 years? I don't know, but does it need to be right? Are we moving past that age? Whoa. I know. Whoa. Damn. (laughs) Thinking about the future. The big questions. Yeah. Well, right. Um, So anything, any last final words on The Babysitter? I I will probably see it within a week. Cool. This sounds just like a super 
good it's like fun. just something to throw on of like I had a yeah. long day at work let me just throw it on and grab some popcorn well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back in just a moment for our whiteboard question. Welcome back to Butter With That. So to wrap up this episode and also to wrap up our month of horror movies, my whiteboard question is, basically, tell me your villain origin story. So what's your motive for killing people? Who do you kill? Anything else that falls under that kind of story arc? So we have to be a murderous villain. Yes. Mm. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> like, a lot oh, of pressure. Well, in that case... <laughs> Are you a slasher? What weapon do you use? I mean, I feel like mine's not going to be that. Um, that go for it. I mean, uh, in <laughs> I don't know how like creepy this is going to sound, but I feel like if just like a few things changed in my life, or if I grew up slightly a different way, like I could be there, you know? Like, yeah, sure. okay, great. All it takes um, is a good push. Exactly. One <laughs> bad exactly. day. Um, I mean, basically, you know, my, my, my motive is just being a, uh, pissed off, uh, lady in, uh, this period that we're living in right now. In this so, hellscape of <laughs> in this hellscape. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, basically I just feel like, uh, I mean, I feel like my main, uh, targets for people I would want to kill are, um, you know, older white men um like a mitch mcconnell kind of vibe yeah and yeah. you know i don't really want to name names but you know maybe someone who was recently appointed into the supreme court i don't oh, know yeah just sure. throwing shit out there why not um but then Brent also <laughs> but also oh. i have a feeling like right. that that's kind of like what what i'm really thinking but then you know i also just have a lot of little um nitpicky things that make me angry like um slow walkers or um you know anyone that disrespects animals um you know like can really power how are you obliterating them off the face of the earth (laughs) well i feel like i've noticed (laughs) recently that whenever i really hate someone and make threats it's usually me saying i want to stab someone in the neck so i'm definitely a stabby type of person i think that's what we're going with so what what like what tool are you using to stab um knife stiletto heel like what are you doing no i want to i want a big ass knife okay yeah yeah stab him right in the neck cool every one of the bastards great Mm-hmm. um i'll go i sort of see myself maybe as transforming into kind of like this sort of paradise lost devil so it's like I once lived in this 
utopian society, sort of like condominium. I was part of the condo board. I had a place. I had a role. You would be part of the condo board. But I got voted out. I got kicked out of the condo board because I couldn't keep the pool at like 68 degrees. I just, that was my one responsibility. So I fall from grace. I get kicked out of my condo. I'm now the fallen angel, the devil. And I think kind of like drag me to hell style. I just start like putting curses on everybody who has, you know, representations of like capitalism and condominiums and just people that I hate. I also just want to say to our listeners that Christine is saying all of this while wearing the most adorable floral shirt. I was about to say. <laughs> this is just a guise. <laughs> no one knows what lies beneath. beneath. Isn't that a movie? Great movie. Beneath? Good movie. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Christine, fantastic so maybe as always. I'll like emerge from the pool and fucking oh. kill everybody. Wow. I love that. All right. Who's what next? do you guys think? It's great. I loved it. Who's next? Um, I kind of, my brain went straight to like a death note kind of scenario. Sure. For me, where you get this kind of like book where you can write people's names in and kind of like, if you want to describe how they're going to die, what time they're going to die. It's all these whole complicated But you don't roles. want to get your hands dirty. Yeah, I don't think I'm the kind of person who would strangle somebody to death. I just don't think good, I would have good? the nerve. I'm, I'll say good. Yeah. The nerve <laughs> I agree. That. I agree. You don't look like a killer to me. Um... Good. I mean, Ooh, I think if you're going to go killer. for it, really, you really got to get your hands in there. <laughs> well, you know? I think a death note would just be so efficient. Sure. I and mean, then, I would abuse that power, I feel like, very quickly. But after watching the anime and after watching the pretty good Netflix movie, we can talk about that later if you want. Um, As Dave's <laughs> nostrils flare. <laughs> Wait, take me through this, Connor. What, what, what kind of death note are you writing? So it's basically a mystical book where you can write somebody's name, anybody in the world, and you can describe how they die, what time they die, and then they die. Who has control over this book? You, you? do. Just you. Well, well, you have a like a devil person. Devil person. Who carries um, it out for you, I guess. What's his name? Ryuk? Nah. Sure. Ryuk? Yeah. Sounds, sounds Ryuk. right. Voiced by Willem Dafoe in the movie, which was oh. the best part. So you want William Dafoe talking to you as you're yes. murdering people? I want him to be like my murderous conscience. Great. Go wrong. And so I think like doing like... Like... <laughs> you just have, formula. You just have different forms of William Dafoe killing people for you? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> On a weird surfboard. Blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. Killed by Willem Dafoe in a car. Killed by Willem Dafoe with a gun. Willem Dafoe in drag in Boondock Saints. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, So Willem Dafoe is my death note. That is my villain. And I would probably just kill really terrible people, kind of like Tori was talking about. People who are abusing the system, super privileged people, you know, kind of stuff like that. All right. Eat the rich. Cool. Yes, all of them. Literally. Literally. Dave? Um... I guess I don't really want to kill anybody. I'd like the villainy to be like, uh, I don't know, like destroying their livelihood or something more. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Like bringing down the stock market. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's going to, the, the problem with that is you're going to kill a lot of innocent people. Um, that's true. It's got a, yeah, uh, like targeted uh, financial subversion maybe would be more my racket. Yeah, let's team up. 
<laughs> just yes. tackle all emblems of capitalist society. We'll both wear flowered shirts. Great. Seems to be a really weird Suicide Squad type group forming here. Oh shit. Uh. Right. Connor's just scribbling in a notebook in the corner. Yes. Christine's like emerging from a giant pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stabbing at random shit. Like... I'm doing so much taxes wrong. <laughs> Your W-4s will never be complete. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Oh, you want to take money? Well, I'm taking it from your 401k. They call me the auditor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who would direct your Auditor's movie, revenge. write and direct your movie, The Auditor? Um, Who'd you want? Oh boy, I don't know. The Big Short was pretty good in that vein. Whoever did that, Adam McKay. Adam sure, McKay. I'll give it to him. Have you guys seen the trailer for his new movie? Christian Bale is looks, Dick Cheney. Yeah, so it does look really good. He looks like that sounds. He does look like Dick Cheney through the trailer before I realized it was Christian right? Bale. It wow. yeah. so funny. I'm very very excited. It for looks it. real good. Does anybody want to go hunting? <laughs> oh, you see him in the orange, and you're like, oh, they're gonna fucking show it. <laughs> is this like a real movie about Dick Cheney, yes. or just like a yeah. fun yeah. kind of like? Maybe it'd be like a better W. It's like the story oh, yeah, behind. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. shit, that was rough. I, I paid money in the theaters to go see that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, Sam. Yeah, so very much inspired by one of my favorite horror films, which is Maximum Overdrive. Um, oh, yeah, yes. For real. <laughs> Someday, I'm, Sam, I I'm promise. I'm really disappointed that I didn't pick it for <laughs> this week. But anyway, um, my catalyst, my motivator is traffic, like 100%. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be me yep. in my 2001 Silver Sonata with a baseball bat um, just running over true road rage, um, running over people. And when I can't run them over, I'm getting out of my car with my baseball bat and just beating the shit So very grounded. People. Your car won't yeah. transform or anything. It's like you doing the carnage. Yeah, and it also has to be my 2001 um, <laughs> Not 02. Hyundai Sonata. Exactly Silver. as is. Exactly Ooh. as is. So loud as fuck. She can vote come November. Because she oh. was she was made like 2000. Congrats. It's a big milestone for a car. It is, yeah. Gwendolyn, right? Gwen. Just Gwen. Guinevere. Okay. Guinevere, Gwen sure. sorry. But in yeah. the same vein of maximum overdrive, will... Your car become oh my live. car oh yeah my yeah. my car is bloodthirsty so you guys oh, you guys it. are partners yeah. oh, mm -hmm. in this venture great yep, great great she great. is bloodthirsty she may want to kill you though no see here's the thing that almost happened right remember when my brakes went out <laughs> I, oh I do <laughs> remember when I lost my brakes and yet I could have been on the highway mm mm. They were going to go out no matter what. Like, it, it's an old car. They dry rotted. She kept me safe, got me all the way home. It was still, a, like, a half-hour drive. We're going to look out for each other. That's how we're going to live. Wow. Yeah. You really like balanced it. out this group of ours. Yeah, we're yeah. fucking in this together. I mean, we need some motive of vehicle to, like, motive vehicle to travel around. Yeah, the well, there she is. There is a Willem Dafoe Green Gol Goblin truck in Maximum Overdrive. Yes, there is. That... Uh -huh. Full scary circle. as fuck. Full circle. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What's the... Christine. Oh, hey. hey. Christine, the car hey. that's like... Hey. Another live car. Also Stephen King, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a thing about Stephen killer cars. Stephen King directed about Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> There's like this trailer he does where he like introduces the movie. I was like, oh, fuck. 
this movie doesn't deserve that. Like, but it's so good, though. I will die. Can that on be that a hill. thing? I like, take a bullet a for theme, this movie. Like <laughs> things that Stephen King has a thing for. <laughs> That's gonna get to be a very weird month. Oh, it's gonna be. It'd be fun though. Oh boy. Oh god. All right. I think this episode has probably That's gone a good on note. long enough. So, um, anything that we want to promote other than Butter with That's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, well, I just wanted to say that this past weekend, uh, I had my third installment of Kill and Chill Horror, and we did Trick or Treat, and uh, Sam was there, and we had a really great turnout, um, it was super fun, and it was really awesome, like, watching everyone react, uh, very loudly to the movie, um, we have some very vocal friends, which was really fun <laughs> to hear them, um, so thank that you ending. everyone that turned up for it, um, so yeah, find Chill and Kill Horror on Facebook, I just posted the new one, we are definitely doing Suspiria next month, so it should be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm so excited to go for the first time. I'm excited to have you. I'll probably have Suspiria-related swag stuff, so. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Good. Good.